MSW Media. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Have you thought about talking to someone but are unsure of where to start? BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist from anywhere in the world on your schedule. Listeners of The Daily Beans get 10% off their first month with discount code DAILYBEANS. If you've been wanting to talk to someone, go to betterhelp.com dailybeans. Fill out the questionnaire and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, August 16th, 2019. Today, a petition to change the name of Fifth Avenue. A Border Patrol agent calls migrants subhuman. Lewandowski is back. McConnell's aluminum plant is a matter of national security. And the Epstein autopsy generates more questions than answers. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am good. I am good. good. Do you have any upcoming shows? Uh, I do actually, and you and Jordan are invited as well. It's a good time to bring it up. This is uh, September 7th. Um, This is a a birthday party for Rebecca, who put on the um, Swing Blue show. Oh, up in LA at the Improv with Dana Gould. Exactly. She's having a 50th birthday party. She's getting like balloon. Dude, she looks like 35. Yeah, she's super, super gorgeous. And I was going to say hot, but I didn't want to offend her. I just feel bad I know, when right? I like objectify women, but she's yeah. super hot. Um, but no, she's great, and uh, yeah, it, she's going to be a whole show. So you guys are invited as well, and I'll be there. Awesome. Where is yeah. it? It's in L.A. I think it's at her house, September seventh. Uh, yeah, September seventh. All right. Yes. So yes. is that a private party? It is. Uh, so so none of yeah, you can I'm come. I'm so sorry, guys. Do any, Damn. <laughs> do you have any for uh, the people listening? Oh, good point. Coming yeah. Um, no, I've been keeping it light with the shows, but I will keep you guys posted. Thanks Me for too. Asking. I don't have any shows coming up either. I yeah. might step in. I might Tiger Tiger it tonight. Maybe try to step on. Okay, but great show. Yeah, Connor's awesome. Yeah, every Thursday in San Diego at Tiger Tiger, uh, 7.30 p.m. Great show by Connor Lohman. Yes. Um, you should, or Lachman. Lachman. <laughs> he is an Irish fella. Yeah, Jordan's usually the one with all the show dates. She's just crushing yeah. it all around. Yeah, she's yeah. grinding for sure. Uh, all right, guys, we have a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, I'm going to bring it down a notch here because this is a horrible story from the Washington Post this week that got virtually no coverage, and it's about a series of text messages made public in court filings where a Border Patrol agent named Matthew Bowen whined about his failed agency, saying law enforcement officers aren't given enough to do their jobs, which entails, quote, hunting down shitbags with your crew, unquote. He said, quote, we are treated like shit and prosecuted for doing what it takes to arrest these savages, unquote. Oh, they're the savages. Yeah. So those texts were sent days before he intentionally hit a migrant with his truck, resulting in a years-long investigation that ended in a criminal trial where he pleaded guilty to admitting to hitting this migrant with his truck, mm-hmm. um, which is a misdemeanor charge. Oh, my God. Okay. For some reason, it's a misdemeanor charge. Yeah. That's strange. Hmm. Yeah. And this guy, uh, his lawyer had a really interesting argument. He said that basically <laughs> because calling... Uh, migrant savages is commonplace amongst border patrol culture that this is not something you can pin on his particular beliefs as like this major thing that's why it probably was considered a misdemeanor is because his his lawyer argued so well that everyone says this kind of stuff 
Oh my god. So that's a bigger problem. Does everyone hit him with their truck? Good point. But also the lawyer had a friend he's really close with that shot a Mexican boy through the the wall. Through the that's gates. the guy. This is this guy's friend. Yeah. So oh, the god. yeah, piece of shit all around. Yeah, and if you guys didn't catch our uh, last week's interview with Jen Budd, a uh, former supervisory border patrol agent, you should check that out. Um, Incredible interview. Yeah. yeah it, she's amazing. It's pretty startling what's happening uh, in that. Maybe it's not. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised. Some people really are, though, and they need to know. Yeah. Don't look away. Yeah. They do, for sure. Uh, yeah. Hashtag don't look away. Uh, also this week, Time Magazine and the Washington Post published an explosive story about McConnell and the Deripaska aluminum plant that he and Brady Industries are building in his home state of Kentucky. And we know most of the story already. We've been covering this for a while before before this perfect, uh, particular report came out. We knew that former McConnell staffers lobbied to lift sanctions on Oleg Deripaska, uh, and that directly linked McConnell to the, the lobbying of the lifting of sanctions. Deripaska is the Putin oligarch that received private briefings from Manafort via Kalimnik, Konstantin Kalimnik, who was uh, charged alongside Manafort. And uh, he was given polling data from Manafort uh, via Konstantin Kalimnik about key swing states, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, where Trump was able to win the presidency by about 70,000 votes. Uh, we then learned that Steve <laughs> at the Department of Treasury and McConnell were pushing sanctions relief for Deripaska, who was at the point at that point already sanctioned. Um, they did this by allowing him to sell off shares of his aluminum company, Rusal. He did sell those shares, but he sold them to the Kremlin and his family members, so he still effectively controls a majority of the stock in Rusal. And then, lo and behold, Deripaska fronted $200 million to Kentucky uh, Brady Industries to build the largest aluminum mill in the United States. Yeah, shocker, right? <laughs> yeah, so we were all really surprised when this came out, but <laughs> two new things popped up from this story. First, Craig uh, Bouchard. Uh, he's the CEO of Brady Industries. He knew he wanted an aluminum plant. He wanted to create jobs for Kentuckians, but the only potential investor was Rusal, who was <laughs> under sanctions. So he concluded they had no choice and knew it would be controversial, if not outright illegal, to work on a deal with Rusal while it was sanctioned. So in January 2019, he traveled to Zurich to meet with Rusal, some people, like a meet and greet, <laughs> uh, like a Seychelles rendezvous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who said they were ready to invest if they could get the sanctions lifted. Uh, so Rousseau put together a lobbying team, uh, as did some folks in the United States. And ahead of the 2018 midterm elections, a major shareholder in Rousseau named Len Blavatnik contributed more than a million dollars through his companies to a McConnell Super PAC. Mm. If Blavatnik sounds familiar, he should. Uh, I believe he donated a bunch of money to the inaugural through uh, Essential Consulting. And he's also the guy who donated, I think... $7.35 million to McConnell and others, Marco Rubio. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, Scott Walker. Also known for selling his soul to the devil. That yes. same guy? Cool, That's cool. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Sketch or not. <nah. laughs> this was the same week uh, of that lunch in, in Zurich. That, that, that same week, McConnell made a floor speech on the Senate insisting the deal would continue, limiting Deripaska's influence over Rousseau, uh, and they could reimpose sanctions at any time. So he was like, don't worry, guys. It's totally fine. We need the jobs in Kentucky. The vote on Roussel was the next day, and even though 11 Republican senators voted with the Repu or with the Democrats to keep sanctions, it wasn't enough to meet the 60 votes needed to pre prevent a presidential veto. They fell short by three votes, two of which were cast by McConnell and Rand Paul, both oh, Kentucky senators. Rand Letterboy Paul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Letterboy love letter. <laughs> Ten Who's that third piece of shit? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, it's Rando. Probably, yeah. Igor. <laughs> <laughs> Igor Rando. Russian Rando. <laughs> Just, either, yeah. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls his hoodie closed. Oh, that's great. Um, so 10 days later, 10 days after that vote, the sanctions were lifted. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, aside from the Speaker of the House kowtowing to a sanctioned Russian oligarch, uh, indicted for interfering in our elections, by the way, the role of the Russian oligarchs in strategic U.S. industries pose a threat to American economic and national security. This is according to the Pentagon. This gives Moscow political influence that could undermine national security. Pointing to Moscow's use of economic leverage to sway European politics, they warn the deal is a stalking horse for a new kind of Russian meddling in America, one that exploits the U.S. free market system instead of its elections, or in addition to. Uh, I wouldn't say in lieu of. Right. That's just what Russians do. They insert themselves into a foreign economy and then start to influence its politics from the inside. Yeah, like a virus. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like McConnell's like the Paul von Hindenburg of all this, like the guy that Hitler was given power yeah. from, basically. Like he just yeah. handed the gavel to him. Yeah, this is what I feel like Mitch is doing here. Yeah, he's he's sort of, he's undermining our national security because now, like Oleg Deripaska, one of the oligarchs, one of Putin's oligarchs, has leverage over two at least senators and how many reps in kentucky i don't even know yeah he's compromised they're just totally. by that alone yeah can do whatever he wants with him yep absolutely uh so that's happening so mm, that's gross really gross and frightening yeah and that's hence the name moscow mitch yeah if he were like an evil villain like he doesn't even look the part which is probably why he gets away with it because he's so like just i don't know he I don't want to face shame him, but he's Mitch, you know, so it's just he looks like Mitch and it just doesn't come off as evil as he is. I just keep finding out things about him. that I'm just like, oh, you're even worse than I thought. (laughs) You look so like boyish and like just, I don't know. It happened all the time, though, with this administration where you're like, didn't think it could get worse. Yes. yes, And and then here we are. It does. He always looks like he just got caught. Too. Yeah. Face. Oh. Just, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty face. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back with uh, Epstein's autopsy findings and today's hashtag. Hey, it's AG. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online is there for you. It's a counseling service and they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues, all sorts of issues. They run the gamut. Um, they have professionals in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family, sleeping, trauma, uh, anger, um, LGBTQ plus matters, grief, uh, self-esteem, like whatever you can think of, whatever you're facing, whatever you need help with, um, BetterHelp has a counselor for that. So connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment because anything you share uh, with your BetterHelp counselor is confidential. And it's also convenient. And so you can get help on your own time at your own pace. And you can schedule a secure video or phone session plus or chat and text with your therapist. So from, you can do it from wherever you're at. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional fee. And best of all, it's truly affordable. And for Daily Beans listeners, you're going to get 10% off your first month using the discount code Daily Beans. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash daily beans. Wellbeing is really important. You just fill out the questionnaire. They'll help assess your needs and you'll get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash daily beans. You'll be glad you did. Hashtag. All right, guys, today I want to talk about hashtag Obama Avenue. (laughs) Nearly 300,000 people have signed a petition to change the name of one block of Fifth Avenue in New York, the street where Trump Tower is located, to Barack H. Obama Avenue. I love it so much. I should have spelled out Hussein really good. I know. It made it really big. Um, The creator of this petition, Elizabeth Rowan, says she got the idea from a comedian on Twitter and says it started off as a joke. But but here we are at nearly 300,000 signatures and counting. The petition requests that all buildings between 56th and 57th Streets on Fifth Avenue change their address. So if that's successful, Trump's new address would be 725 President Barack H. Obama Avenue, New York, New York, (laughs) 10022. Just that one block? Yeah, there's a couple buildings on there. That's awesome. 
Uh, I think they should expand it to include Kushner's Dev- Devil Building yeah. at 666 Fifth Avenue, but that's between 52nd and 53rd Street. Go for it. Yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> Why just one little strip? Do the whole thing. Do 52nd to 57th. Yeah. yeah. Then we can get the, the Devil Building in there. I love it. Uh, and that's Cigar Bar where Kalimnik met with Manafort. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the old Kushner. We'll get them all. <laughs> yeah, the, the worst pub in the world. <laughs> the only problem is that while New York regulations only require 100 signatures, which this has clearly met that threshold, mm-hmm. Uh, to consider a secondary street name, uh, the person has to be alive. So, or oh. uh, sorry, the, the person has to be dead. It yeah. prohibits renaming if the honoree is still alive. They have to be dead for two years. But that rule is arbitrary, uh, says Elizabeth Rowan. It should be able to be changed. So sign the petition. Share yeah. it. Tag Trump and it's hashtag Obama Avenue. I love it. I'm surprised that Trump supporters haven't made like a counter petition for like, I don't know, Benghazi Boulevard for Obama's address or something. Like just Or where Hillary lives. Hillary's emails <laughs> yeah. lane. Emails. You know? It's but, like, take that, liberals. Butter emails court. Butter emails court. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a great idea. It's so petty, but so amazing. Like, I love the fact that it started with a comedian because most beautiful things do, you know, unless you're Louis C.K. Truth to power. Yeah. 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 Unless you're Louis C.K. Yeah, and and a couple they end horribly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's already a couple of blocks in LA named Obama. Oh, how cool! So I, you know, they did it there. So they're, you know, we'll just figure out what the city council regulations are, and maybe yes. they can change them. Keep resisting, guys, one block at a time. Yeah, we'll we change got this. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's just so awesome to me. Absolutely. I wonder how Obama feels though when he found out that like he has to be dead first. He was like, well, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. how much do they want this to happen? <laughs> Yeah, and I also love when uh, residents of his buildings like petition to get the name Trump taken off their building. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot. Trump Place is now just a place, right? Yeah, it's just place. <laughs> um, building. <laughs> building place. Nice. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, also, um, let's see what else happened today. The House Judiciary issued subpoenas for testimony from Corey Lewandowski and Rick Dearborn in their ongoing obstruction impeachment investigation. So as you know, Trump asked Lewandowski, a private citizen at the time, to deliver a message to Jeff Sessions to tell him to limit Mueller's unrecuse and limit Mueller's investigation to only future elections. And Rick Dearborn, former uh, top White House aide, was also featured prominently in the obstruction volume two of the Mueller report because Lewandowski Lewandowski didn't want to tell Sessions that. He's Mm -hmm. like, I'm a private citizen, bro. Yeah, just use an owl like Harry Potter, you know. (laughs) Send an owl. But he asked Rick Dearborn, maybe he's an owl, to deliver Trump's message. (laughs) to sessions and and he refused to do so as well yeah, so this is like, just who? sorry I'm still I know. on the album. who <laughs> uh hootie owls that's, that's my great. uh what is that who is that christopher walken wow oh that's good you don't understand <laughs> hootie owls and googly eyes <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just think this is really uh, interesting. It's another, you know, stack on the pile uh, of the impeachment investigation that Nadler is currently uh, conducting. You could build a wall with that, with a stack of covfefes of, imp- you know. That's what we should do. Yeah, just build a wall with all the impeachment claims that yeah. we have against him. Yeah. Yeah, but a wall around the White House. Right, and it's a metaphorical wall, of course. People. <laughs> <laughs> it's a force field. Yeah, and I think this is just this is a really part interesting part of the investigation because we know Trump. We've already heard uh, rumblings that Trump is going to try to claim executive privilege on this again. But Lewandowski was a private citizen at the time. He is not under the umbrella of like Hope Hicks that Hope Hicks was under. That's right. He's under the Logan Act. <laughs> Total opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. But Dearborn uh, was a White House advisor at the time of this ask, you know, when Trump said, "Go tell Sessions to limit the scope of the investigation." So I'm not in it. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So. 
either way, I'm sure he'll file suit and then we'll have to do the appeal thing. I'm sure we'll go through all this. The whole process. Yeah. yeah. The whole process. Wow, it is when weird. will this end? Like the court dates and everything. It's pushed back. There's a lot going on. Well, now that it's officially a part of investigating for impeachment, mm-hmm. it, it'll, it should go a lot faster. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like what we were yelling about for so long. And, and the reason that it's weird is because the way that in the past that we've always signaled that we are having an impeachment inquiry is there would be a full vote on the House floor. Um, so everybody in the House would vote uh, and and pass a resolution that they were opening an impeachment inquiry. Right. But this time, a couple of months ago, if you remember, uh, the House voted uh, and passed a resolution that says we don't have to vote. <laughs> That's a funny thing to do. on uh, <laughs> In the full House on stuff that goes to uh, the court. Yeah, we'll vote so we don't have to vote. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to vote so we don't have to vote. And um, that means that the committee can make the decision to take it to court and Which petition the have, court. Right, at this point. And that is kind of a brilliant strategy because it, it does an end run around having to pass an official resolution, which is bad for Democrats who recently won in 2018 in purple districts and red districts. Totally. Uh, because they don't if if their constituents aren't pro impeachment, they don't want to have to have a vote on the record that they voted for a resolution to open an impeachment inquiry. And now they don't have to. They did that by voting that they didn't have to vote. So it works out for them, too. It's a win win. Pretty great for everyone. I didn't think about that. So we have an official impeachment inquiry without them having to vote that we have an inf- official impeachment. Right. inquiry. And that was a really just a very calculated move by, I think, Nadler and Pelosi. And that was their totally. that was their idea. Why they didn't do it sooner. I don't know. Mm, Maybe well, they just know. thought of it. They're, they get a lot thrown at them, you know. I Kudos to figuring it out now. <laughs> I guess. Better late than never. Yeah. Um, and then, guys, finally, we got some information from the Washington Post last night. Um, that would be Tuesday night. No, the Wednesday night about Epstein's autopsy, which doesn't clear anything up at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would. Um, the autopsy found that he suffered multiple breaks in his neck bones, including the hyoid bone, which in men is near the Adam's apple. Such breaks of the hyoid bone are consistent with death by hanging. But according to experts, um, Washington Post reports hyoid breaks are far more common in victims of homicide by strangulation. So the chief medical examiner, her name is Barbara Sampson, said in a statement, public statement, that no single factor alone can provide a conclusive answer about what happened. But most interestingly, the cause of death uh, has not been listed as suicide. It's listed mm. as pending. Ooh, to be determined. Interesting. <clears throat> and something else I heard was that I guess the guy was hired to do the autopsy. So that's, I guess, separate from the chief medical examiner. This person is the same guy who supervised MLK's <laughs> autopsy and JFK. What the hell? And OJ? And OJ, he was like a witness or something. <laughs> like This guy's been around. He's 85 years old. He's seen all the conspiracies. Yeah. Why'd they pick him? Interesting. But it's yeah. pending. They didn't rule it uh, death by suicide. And uh, I think, and you can put some beans on this if you want, the reason that it's still pending might not be nefarious after all. It may be due to the fact that in a lot of cities... Uh, a lot of coroner's office and medical medical examiner's offices. If there is a broken hyoid bone um, in a in a um, apparent suicide, uh, death by suicide, they, there is then required additional investigations um, that have to take place before you can list the cause of death. Okay, because it happens so much in strangulation. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it also, his age factors in um, the drop. Uh, you know, and I hate to put it so bluntly, but how. F- he fell when he hung uh, is that yeah. enough to break a 66 year old's neck twice mm. and his hyoid bone i don't know 
But I think that just because the hyoid was broken, that automatically, I think, I'm guessing. Just triggers an investigation. Would trigger a further investigation. And that, I think, might be why it's still pending. Okay, good. Good protocol. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Uh, and in a related story, uh, get Gislaine. <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell has been spotted at an In-N-Out burger in L.A., according to, I can't remember. Wow, some, we jizz watch. Some male, some, like, some, it's like an inquirer type thing. You magazine. said L.A.? Yeah. Okay, so from Boston or to Fresno LA. or something like that. Okay, okay. Which is interesting because Roger Stone just got approval to travel there. But hmm. I don't think that's connected. No, but we'll but find out. <laughs> I don't understand why she's not been arrested yet. She's got to be a flight risk and she's got to be one of the most wanted people in the country. Yeah. Is she on the Fantasy Indictment League yet? Uh, uh, she's on the draft. You so can, she, yeah, you can draft her. It's got to be coming. Uh, I think some, one of us picked Maxwell. Yeah, so her last meal is in and out. I'm yeah. <laughs> Good one. She won't get death row for it, but man, she needs to be locked up for sure. She, yeah. Um, I don't understand. They just must not have charges on her yet, or they maybe they aren't. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they're filed under seal. They aren't unsealing them because they're waiting to get her. Yeah, maybe, they got to Maybe they can't find her. Maybe this bullshit thing. Maybe this is bullshit right. that they. But spot we already her. know that what she's done. So if the public knows, they must be working on something behind the scenes. They can't just let this go, right? Privilege no, right. But maybe right? they can't find her. Maybe this is a bullshit report. <laughs> okay, and maybe they're looking for her, just and they don't want to scare her out of the country by unsealing indictments. Um, you know, like like with Nader, for example, George Nader. They didn't unseal his indictments from last april or february or whatever oh because they didn't want april because be, they wanted him to come yeah. back and they so got they him that way him. and they did okay they so i feel him. bad for every lady with her haircut though yeah, at in and out and they're gonna be like <laughs> we found her <laughs> it's the wrong lady oh that would be embarrassing right yeah hey jizz lane <laughs> cops show up oh i thought you were someone else yeah i thought you were someone i knew <laughs> <laughs> and then just like i get it all the time yeah that would suck to walk around like it that. Would, yeah. uh, just everyone's like tapping you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Or the guys with the name Jeffrey Epstein. Have you seen them on Twitter? Dude, yeah. They're like, I am not the guy. <laughs> yeah, and Stephen King too. Yeah. The author Stephen King is like, God damn it. That's tough. <laughs> Be more creative with your names. Come on. I know. You should yeah. change your name to El Elegante. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Steve Martin, for very, that joke. Very elegant. <laughs> you should buy Steve Martin's book. Pure drivel. Okay, yeah. I didn't get paid for He's that. He's a genius. He's my um, surrogate father. He, I, oh. I, I, I tweeted that to him, and I take his silence as as acceptance, acquiescence. Yeah, yeah, because he probably wouldn't mm-hmm. want to like confuse you by getting back involved in your life. But yeah, he respects you. You know, he knows. You know, I think he knows. Yeah, yeah, dad makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and then, guys, after the White House, uh, denying it all day, Trump admitted that he told Israel to block Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib from entering the country. He doesn't care that Americans voted for these representatives. He doesn't represent anyone. I I feel like even if you didn't like Obama, he still tried to be everybody's president. Exactly. And, and Trump doesn't do this. I think Hillary would have, too. I think, honestly, there are so many other people who would try to be everyone's president, and Trump is not fundamentally that kind of person. He's just not. Look at his life, his personal life. He's not a philanthropist. <laughs> like This isn't how he feels about humanity. Yeah, and and Anderson Cooper did that um, interview with Stephen Colbert, and, and he asked Stephen Colbert if he would ever have Trump back on his show. And he was like, you know what? Probably not because I respect the office of the presidency and he is he's dis- he disrespects the office of the presidency and it just wouldn't be safe. Good. SNL shouldn't have him back either because that was a bad decision to begin with. All those th- places that had him and like who let him like rub somebody rub the, his head. Oh. There was some late night person who like played with his hair. And, oh, I think it was Fallon. Yeah. And he regrets that, too. Yeah. Good. Just, you know, hey, fool me once. Right. <laughs> Totally. And he sucks at reading cue cards. So, that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Robert Nero, unfortunately. <laughs> he can't even do a teleprompter. So, so true. you don't want him on your show. No. 
Um, but yeah, I just don't feel like he, he represents everybody at all and doesn't care. Um, so like any all the people who overwhelmingly voted for um, uh, Talib and, and Omar, mm-hmm. he's like... He doesn't care. He doesn't no. respect the men's communities. I mean, and it, he it says is, they're anti-Semitic. They hate America. They hate Israel. And it's just not true. Right. Blanket statements. I know that we use them for Trump supporters from time to time, but I think I think it's a little different. <laughs> I just I know that as the the liberal side of things, like we're in our own bubble. But I truly believe that Trump has never been the kind of person that cares for people outside of his own little circle. And that is even if he didn't become president, no one could convince me that he was that kind of person. So now that he is president, of course, this is what he does. Yeah. And I mean, if you spend your time as a politician like Trump recruiting people with low self-esteem who is who have always felt shunned mm-hmm. by criminal liberals. People. Yeah. And 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 then say to them, you're better than everyone else. They're the others. Right. Not just his uh, administration, his base, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think when you recruit that kind of group to follow you and you only president for them, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're this is what you're going to end up with. So. Totally. Anyway, I don't know. You you make great points. Yeah, it's a lot to talk about because I could talk all day about it. But I do think that I would prefer a president, even if they were conservative, that would want to be everybody's president. Like just because you're the other side doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, it's your turn now. It's like, no, no matter what, you know, they should represent everyone but yeah at least want everyone to have jobs and health care and stuff basic shit yeah. yes yes like you can't have a racist you know homophobic and sexist person in this position because this is what happens he'll split everybody up but the thing too is he doesn't actually do what's right for his base because he'll i mean he needs them for the votes and sure. so he stokes their racist fears and their hatred and their xenophobia but he cuts he you know he cuts his taxes and his rich friends taxes yeah. at the at the cost of his base yeah and and it doesn't he strips them of health care, strips them of food stamps, strips them of all this, mm-hmm. uh, all this stuff uh, and, you know, adds piles onto the corporate welfare. And, you know, it's just. Yeah, there's his base and there's like his the people that he's looking out for and they're not exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. So he uses them and then he gaslights the rest of us. Yeah. His base is much smaller in reality. The people that he's actually looking out for. It's a very small community of rich people. And 1%. then and yeah, and then he and his his wealthy buddies uh, rob us all blind while yeah. we're fighting with each other about abortion, guns and Don't stuff. It's totally race. I try to think about this a lot too like if I were Trump like how do you get to that mindset? Like he is at the point where he's 70 what 3 now. He has gotten away with everything in his whole life. Now he just wants to rule the world. He really wants everyone that has power and money to be able to do whatever they want. That seems to be his agenda. I would want to rest. I really would just want to like take a nap, rest. Well, the Adderall really helps him stay up. But he is in huge amounts of debt and has to like amass a bunch of wealth before he gets out of office. Right. And I don't think it's about his family either. I think it's truly just about him and and the idea of people like him. When have you ever once seen Trump and Barron doing anything together? Oh, my God. Was that the kid he was yelling at in the lawn? No, different guy, right? It's his kid. It's his son. Yeah. But but there's the 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 lawnmower. I think he said more words to him than Barron. Have you seen my son? Are you my I'm son? All, I'm all Julius, that's his kid. You're like, yeah, no, I know, but I think he's the lawnmower guy. <laughs> lawnmower man. Oh, Baron. I really hope that Baron has a butler that's just like raising him or even like Melania, like someone you, that's just. Have you cares. ever seen him? And like, think of how many times you saw Sasha and Malia with Obama. Oh, good point. And the dog, too. And Trump dog. doesn't have a dog. No. And See? that's we can never, ever elect a president that doesn't own a dog. Right. Ever again. Yeah. 
or at least have a dog test. Well, he's got bars where he has to walk there. through a group of dogs, and we have to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> they all bark, just like, and then put a bald eagle up near him to see if. Well, it we've tries seen to what bald eagles, yeah. what bald eagles do. Yeah, we so. should just have some basic tests. Yeah, yeah, um, that we have to put into place after. Oh, he like a office. Noah's Ark style, like get all the animals, like two Line of each, up. and mm-hmm. see how they react to Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. put him with. Let's see how tigers. This is a great use of like <laughs> government funds. I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. Hey, I'd be willing to pay that more than I would be willing to pay corporate welfare, whichever. Democratic candidate is going to do that has my vote. <laughs> totally. Yes. Bailey. Elizabeth Warren, get Bailey on Come it. on. You got a plan for that? Bring Bailey to the debate and just see what happens. Bailey's so cute. Are yeah. you signed up for the text? Oh, yeah. I get the text. She doesn't nice. send enough. Oh, you, that's a good point. I don't get that's enough. I've only gotten point. like three Bailey texts. Yeah, that's the only complaint I've heard is that not enough Bailey texts. Bailey is Elizabeth Warren's golden retriever. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who's that? Is that her son? No. Golden retriever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bring it. Bring Bailey to the debate. And yeah, and see, see how what Trump happens. reacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, like that. Get good, away. good plan. He, he'll do that duck like he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little flinch. <laughs> flinch. All right, guys. Uh, that's the Daily Beans for uh, Friday, August 16th. If you want um, meet and greet tickets uh, to San Francisco, we opened up a second VIP meet and greet in San Francisco because the first one sold out in like an hour. So we opened up a second one. We've got tickets available. Um, and we will make those public on our Twitter account and announce them uh, I can announce it. Can I announce it here, Amanda? Producer, I'm asking you. Oh, I'm going to put it on Twitter tomorrow? Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to put the link to those tickets on Twitter. You have to have a ticket to the main show uh, on Friday, August 30th, um, and this meet and greet is Thursday, August 29th at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, yep, and yeah. We, yeah, we did send them out to pa- uh, patrons right now. It should be in your inbox if you want to get those, If you're because you guys hear this the night before. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grab them before they go on sale to the public, they're, I think they're at least 25% sold right now. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else, you can also get it today because it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> ha There you go. That's yeah. how time goes. Everyone can get it. <laughs> get it, right? Whenever you're listening to this, you can get it. <laughs> uh, and, and if it is Friday and you are the general public, not a patron, you want to become a patron, you can become one at patreon.com slash what? We have, Daily Beans? Yeah. Pod? You can go. You can go to you can go to patreon.com slash Malushi wrote, and we'll figure out what it yeah, is later. Yeah, you could Google. I think us it's too. I think it's uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash the Daily Beans. Yeah, and, sounds good. Sounds good. It's okay. We no put it on the spot. <laughs> yeah, we did. Hey, answer questions now. I do have a quote that I wanted to and done if if, we're, if it's that time. Yeah. Yep, we're almost there. Oh yeah, so no, we're almost there. We'll, we'll do, do yeah, a final yeah. thoughts here in just a second. You but uh, I just wanted to make sure that uh, everybody knows to find that link to those tickets at the San Francisco meet and greet, the second one. Uh, on our Twitter account, which is at Muller She Wrote. Yes, that and one we got. Yeah. <laughs> we'll also put it on at Daily Beans Pod. Yay. Uh, and follow us at Daily Beans Pod. We only have a couple thousand followers. We've got 90 million on Muller She Wrote. So everybody yeah. switch over. Get on it. Time to switch over. Yeah. Uh, Those meet and greets are going to be amazing. Dude, they're so much fun. I'm really stoked. There will be drinks and, and Laughs. Del- delightfulness. And other things. Yes. So <laughs> check it out. All right. Now, final thoughts. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I found this nice little quote on Twitter. So uh, you may have heard it before. If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's not relevant to anything we said specifically, but I think it's nice. It's like a feminist kind of thing is what I think they were going to yeah. be honest. Bring me. your own chair. Bring BYOC. Own chair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I like it. it. I like it too. Thank you for that. Thanks for sharing that. You guys take care of uh, each other and take care of yourselves. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. 
Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>